Was Kayla Williams just cheated by one of the voting associations? I think he was. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, as I remind you every time, we are free, and I want to thank everyone for coming along for the ride. If you haven't done so and you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. It will mean a whole lot. And as always, thank you to those of you who already have. You can always follow me on my Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. So Caleb Williams is literally winning every conceivable postseason award out there available, especially on offense. Um, so he, he's won, I'm, I'm about to list off the ones he has won, but the one he didn't win was the Davy O'Brien Award that's given out to what who's considered the top quarterback in college football. Well, that award somehow found its way to Mac to TCU's Texas Christian University's Max Dugan. Max is a very good player, very good college quarterback. And he plays for a really good TCU team. Well, did you know that? The namesake for the Davy O'Brien Award attended TCU. I'm sure, it's just a coincidence that uh, Max picked up the postseason Davy O'Brien Award, snubbing Caleb Williams, who, by the way, has been named so far the Walter Camp Player of the Year Award. Um, on that note, real little side note. Uh, Caleb and Tuli Tuya Pelotu both made uh, the Walter Camp first team all Amer- first team all American and offensive lineman Andrew Voorhees was voted second team to Walter Camp All America. Uh, Caleb Williams was also voted the AP Player of the Year in all of college football, both sides of the ball. AP Player of the Year. Uh, he's the first for USC since Matt Leinart. Um, back in two, actually, he's the first since 2005. Matt Leinart won it in 2004. Reggie Bush followed that up in 2005. Caleb Williams is now the first to do so since then for USC. Um, obviously, <coughs> excuse me, the next stop for Reggie, uh, excuse me, for Caleb Williams is New York City and the Heisman, uh, the Heisman Trust, where he's going to pick up USC's eighth Heisman Trophy Award uh, this weekend. I know that we are WeRSC.com, Scott Schrader will be attending the event, so hopefully he'll be able to pick up some uh, cool tidbits and get some nice quotes uh, being out there at the event. What I'm hoping on a personal level is that Caleb mentions Reggie Bush, USC's seventh Heisman Trophy winner, uh, during his acceptance speech. You've got to get that hashtag free Reggie thing going. 
um, I think it would be, uh, I think it would be pretty cool if Caleb was able to somehow remind everybody that, you know, what Reggie and USC were penalized for uh, is actually encouraged now. <laughs> so while Reggie was and his family were uh, trying to come up with ways to make money when he left USC for the NFL, um, you can now encourage high school recruits and players in college to make as much money as possible on their name, image, and likeness while they're in college. So I think this would be a fantastic opportunity for Caleb to explain the hypocrisy of this all and to ask the Heisman Trust and the NCAA and USC for that matter to put Caleb's Heisman, excuse me, to put Reggie's Heisman Trophy back where it belongs. Even though this weekend is all about Caleb, I think that would go a long way and uh, make uh, make Caleb's Heisman acceptance speech one for the history books. Um, uh, everyone was hoping that Jordan Addison would uh, repeat as the uh, Bulletnikoff Award winner. You know, who knows? He might have uh, he might have won it again as a repeat had he not got hurt in Utah back in October. He missed a few games, uh, so uh, you know, obviously not having the numbers to back it up this year. That award has been was uh, awarded to Tennessee's Justin Hyatt. So congratulations to Justin Hyatt, the 2022 Fred J. Bolitnikoff Award winner. Uh, I mentioned Caleb, Caleb Williams, Walter Camp, AP, about to get the Heisman. Um, Lincoln Riley, he's up for an award. The, uh, he's a finalist for the Eddie Robinson National Coach of the Year Award. He's going up against TCU's Sunny Dykes, Michigan's Jim Harbaugh, Georgia's Kirby Smart. All three of those coaches are in the playoffs this year, along with Ohio State. Um, Ryan Day, who was not uh, nominated. Uh, but also Mike Elko of Duke. Willie Fritz of Tulane. Uh, Lincoln Riley, USC. And then John Summerall from Troy. And Jeff Trailer from University of Texas, San Antonio. I got my... Uh, I got my money. If I'm putting five on it, I'm going to throw that down on uh, Willie Fritz, Tulane. Again, I love that name. And again, Tulane won two games last year. They won 11 this year. Same as Lincoln Riley's USC Trojans. But uh, I, I think Tulane's going to get that sentimental pick. Again, Lincoln Riley, USC, a lot more to work with compared to Tulane. Nevertheless, um, the turnaround that Lincoln Riley had was fantastic, coming from four and eight to eleven and two. But uh, this is the type of award you give to an underdog type of coach. And Willie Fritz, great football name, uh, he checks off that box as underdog winner. So, um, hey, let's get some recruiting news going here before we uh, move on this week. Uh, I'll give you uh, some updates on where the USC staff has been visiting this week. So Zach Hansen, tight end coach, uh, he checked in on tight end prospect Walker Lyons, uh, who you know he reopened his uh, 
his recruiting after David Shaw stepped down at Stanford. So uh, we'll see if he can get over to USC for a visit. Uh, but Walker is planning to take his uh, his two-year mission here uh, coming up really soon. So timing is, is, is going to be crucial. And uh, we'll see if he can get a visit in USC before he leaves. But again, whatever Walker decides to do with his future, he'll be taking his Mormon mission uh, for two years. Uh, Zach has coach Zach Hansen also visited Elijah Page and Deuce Robinson out there in Arizona. Coach Sean Nua, he went back east. He was checking out on uh, checking in on defensive line prospect commit Sam Green, as well as a few other guys that USC has their eyes on. Offensive line coach Josh Henson, he's doing his due diligence, making the rounds, uh, touching all of his guys in the class. He went out, checked out Micah Banuelos, uh, Alani Noah, and of course Amos Talalele. And then um, someone else that uh, USC is checking out in the transfer portal. This is a little late note here. Um, another guy, tight end from Cal Poly St. Louis Obispo. His name is Josh Cuevas. Last year, he had uh, was it 57 catches, 663 yards, six touchdowns. UCLA, Utah also taking a peek. Lincoln Riley, where was he? Um, he did an in-home visit with uh, defensive lineman from Texas A&M who jumped in the, into the transfer portal. His name is Tunisi Adele. Adelaide. I apologize if I butchered that name. But um, obviously USC is really interested in this guy. Lincoln Riley's checking him out at Huff doing it in home. Uh, quick update. Trojans are probably not going to be interested in Justin Flo, linebacker, Oregon, in the portal. I gave my reasons earlier in the week. Um, I don't know if this is why USC is not interested. Nevertheless, Reminder, uh, he has a hard time staying healthy, hasn't played a full season in high school or college, and uh, I'm not sure he quite uh, fits the scheme, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, you need consistency at linebacker, and Justin Flo has not been a consistent linebacker, even in this short time at Oregon. So, um, defensive backs, Trojans made an offer to... Southeastern Louisiana cornerback. His name is Azirian Alexander. Uh, he's the second cornerback that USC has made an offer to in the transfer portal. The other being Kyrie Jackson from Alabama, Crimson Tide. As far as uh, Alexander is concerned, in his first two years of college, he's had nine interceptions. So uh, six foot three, 185 pounds. Uh, USC had some success with Makai Blackman. I say, let's bring them both in. And then just to kind of remind everybody uh, who is in the transfer portal from USC as we head out this week, as of as of tonight when I'm recording, uh, there's five. You've got Julian Simon, Raylan Goforth, Xavier Alford, Kobe Pepe, and linebacker Taylor Katoa. <coughs> Pardon me. And then a real quick note, I don't know if there's any interest on USC's part, but remember uh, wide receiver Trayshon Holden? He ended up going to Alabama playing with Bryce Young. He played uh, high school ball out at Narvon. Uh, well, he's back. He's in the transfer portal. 
and I'm not sure if USC is interested. It sounds like Oregon could be a landing spot for him. So there you go. You got there's where you got some awards going. Caleb Williams was winning everything except apparently he's not worthy of the Davy O'Brien Award. That was given to Max Dugan, but uh, he'll make up for that when he collects the Heisman on Saturday. Number eight for USC. You can bet on that. On that note, check out betonline.oops, wrong one, betonline.net. They're your number one source for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those over there. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So I always like to take the time to thank everyone who makes Locked On USC their first listen every day. But don't forget about making Locked On Sports today your second listen. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stores in sports, Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so yesterday uh, we discussed USC's needs uh, on the offensive side of the ball uh, that they're going to look at through the transfer portal. Well, here's what the staff is working with on defense and who they could possibly, you know, some the positions of need they're going to be looking at uh, through the portal this time around. You know, last year they brought in about 20 or so players overall through the portal, 12 on defense. Um, I don't think they're going to go 20 deep this time around. Uh, I, I do think they're going to be in the double digits, and I do think they're going to spend the vast majority of the time looking at defensive players again. So. Um, you know that you had success with Shane Lee, Eric Gentry, Mackay Blackman. Great success stories on the defensive side of the ball. Well, one position of need is that rush in. I talked about it on the WeRSC podcast, weekly podcast, Inside the Trojan Huddle. If you want Alex Grinch's defense to be successful, that rush in position needs to be productive. And it had its moments, but it didn't have enough moments. In fact, you had to move Thule over there to get creative and, and, and get some, you know, just to get some get some numbers going there. Now, Thule is, I would say, 99% off to the NFL. He should be. Maybe he comes back, doubtful. If he does, great. Uh, if not, uh, you know, Nick Figueroa is gone. Solomon Bird, uh, he's eligible to come back, uh, but you know he came out with the seniors on senior day. I don't know if he will be. You got Corey Foreman and Romello Height. Um, both have been you know dealt with injuries since they've been at USC. Romello specifically, um, but he also had injury problems when he was at Auburn. So, is this an issue? I hate to use the term butterbones. Let's. 
you know, but that's that's a locker room term that's given around to players who just can't stay healthy. Um, no fault of their own. They, it's just bad luck. Um, and again, Corey Foreman, he he battled some minor dings and, and injuries in 2022. And I don't know if that was part of his issue with not developing as quickly as everyone, including himself, would like. Uh, but, you know, they're going to need to get more out of Corey. Otherwise, um, they're going to have to hit the transfer portal and bring players in at that position. I mentioned a couple uh, this week, including the one at Texas A&M that uh, Lincoln Riley did an in-home visit with, uh, Tamisi Adelaide. Well, USC is also bringing in Braylon Shelby. Uh, he's a four-star out of the state of Texas. Lincoln Riley uh, did an in-home visit this week. So we know it's again, it's an important, it's an important position. I mentioned Tyrone Tulaney earlier this week, another guy, success that they brought in from Kansas State through the portal. Um, you've got Stanley Taufo coming back, but you're losing Brandon Peely. So are you going to see anything in 2023 from Earl Barquette, Colin Mobley, Dejon Benton? There is an intriguing prospect that redshirted in 2022 for USC, Devon Tompkins, defensive line. He, by the end of the year, I was keeping an eye on him uh, during my notes and observations when I was doing the practice reports. Um, he's developed, his body has really matured. He looks like a, maybe he's the guy who uh, replaces Thule. You never know. Out of nowhere, somebody will pop up, right? And then, uh, you know, like I mentioned, uh, USC is going to have to focus hard on that rushing and defensive line. And especially, I think they're going, if you're not going to get anything from the aforementioned players, Mobley, Benton, Barquette, who they're going to need to play defensive tackle, stuff in the middle, um, USC is going to have to hit the portal again. Hard. you got to get guys in there. Um Linebacker Shane Lee, you know, is he going to come back? He's got a year of eligibility. Uh, Eric Gentry, we know, is coming back. What about Rajon Davis? Is he going to be a player for USC in 2023? So far, uh, haven't seen a whole lot. Uh, Chris Thompson Jr., you know, he, he dealt with injuries. Is he going to be available? Carson Tabarachi, he was a uh, running back, linebacker prospect. He transferred in from Utah to USC, um, ended up on Rehab Island the entire year. So will he be available in the spring um, to fill a role? USC needs linebackers. Garrison Madison, he returns. He came out, you know, he was a part of the uh, 2022 class, redshirted. And to a CV, Nomura is also eligible to return. The one linebacker USC is bringing in recruiting 2023 class, Taka Curtis, Lincoln Riley, and Brian Odom, or both did an in-home this past week. Uh, they're going to be looking to him to play this season, well, in 2023 when he comes in. So we know that Raylan Goforth hit the, uh, tra excuse me, hit the transfer portal. Is USC going to... Uh, look to bring in a couple more. I think so. I think they have to. They have no choice.
So I mentioned the one name uh, this week, um, Jaleel Muhammad from Georgia State. He was a quarterback before he converted to linebacker. He's um, he, he's arranging a visit to USC. I'm thinking uh, he's one of the guys that's probably going to jump on that offer and become a Trojan sooner rather than later. What about secondary cornerback? I mentioned Makai Blackman, uh, very successful season for USC. Jacoby Covington, he came down from Washington, saw some playing time. Um, I won't call him a starter, but he had he split a lot of time with uh, with starter Sierra Wright. So I'm sure those two are going to battle coming um, all you know for the bowl game uh, playing time as well as into 2023. And then you got coming back uh, with those guys, Demonte Jackson, freshman, and then Prophet Brown and Josh Jackson, junior. So you've got some depth there. I, I think you're going to bring in one or two guys. Um, and then I mentioned in the previous segment, uh, Kyrie Jackson from Alabama and uh, Alexander from Southeastern Louisiana. So again, USC, they, they, they're they touching all over the country. They're looking around. They're looking to fill specific needs and holes uh, and to get better depth on that defense side of the ball. They don't want to run into what, what we saw in 2022, where everybody was kind of holding their breath, you know, kind of patching the team together, MacGyver style, paper clips, you know, uh, fishing wire, bubblegum wrappers, bubblegum. <laughs> trying to keep the defense together as long as they could. And we all saw what happened in the conference championship game against Utah. We don't want to see that again in 2023. Um, so, and then if you want to look specifically at the safety position, I think USC is okay there. Um, if they want, they can go out and get real specific with a player that they're high on. You're bringing back Halen Bullock. You're bringing back Bryson Shaw. Max Williams is coming back. And then you've got Zion Branch, uh, who is going to make an impact in 2023. If he's healthy, he is going, he is an NFL player, period. I know people don't like to hear that, but uh, when you see him up close and personal and you go back and you watch what he was able to do in high school, um, I, I think you'll be really high on the young man as well. Uh, Nickelback, USC is bringing back a couple of sophomores, Jalen um, Smith and Latrell McCutcheon. And then you also have Fabian Ross. He redshirted as a freshman. So behind those guys, as far as depth, you had uh, Anthony Beavers Jr., Zamarian Gordon, and then um, I mentioned uh, Xavier Alford, he jumped into the transfer portal. As far as Zamarian Gordon out of, from Downey, I noticed something with him. He was one of the last players to leave the field against uh, Utah in Vegas. Kind of just standing there, hands on his hips, soaking in the, the emotions, watching them set up the stage and the confetti fall for Utah. I don't know what he was thinking at the time, whether this was his last time wearing a Cardinal and Gold uniform or... Now, was he doing what Kyron Hudson did last year up at Cal, where he was just kind of 
absorbing that losing emotion and not wanting to feel that again. Again, it's a body language type of observation for me. You, you never know what's inside the head of a young man, but it's something I, I noticed. I was like, all right, um, we'll see what happens with Zamarian uh, following the bowl game. Is he going to, uh, or after spring camp 2023? So let me keep an eye on. So that's what you got going on on the defensive side of the ball and where USC could be looking to the transfer portal to fill some needs. After that, um, I think it's just a, a little bit of what USC has already on the team. And, you know, maybe they're going to get some late uh, additions through the uh, through signing day in high school, through high school recruits. We'll find out. Again, early signing day is right around the corner, and we're barely talking about early signing day. We're only talking about the transfer portal because there's so many players that are going in that are already college ready. And that's what, you know what? If that's what the NCAA is going to allow, they might be killing their own uh, their own golden goose, so to speak. It's a weird dynamic that free agency is going to replace high school recruiting for college football because that's what it's become. Let other colleges, you know, recruit the player, develop them for a year, and if the player isn't happy with their situation, go find a better situation. And if you're smart, you're going to take advantage of it. And USC and Lincoln Riley, they're smart. They're going to take advantage of the rules and the way the game's being played. So there you have it. All right, question for y'all before we head out this week. And I want feedback on this one because I think it's an interesting question. If you had to choose between bringing back either Tuli Tuia Polotu or Travis Dye in 2023, who are you bringing back? Now, I know Travis isn't eligible to come back, but if he were, who would you bring back? <clears throat> Both were really important pieces to the uh, team in 2023. And um, USC, there's a lot. Everyone is anticipating USC being uh, contending for the championship, the playoffs in, in 2023. They got a lot coming back. The schedule uh, is nice. So, based on that, when Travis Dye went out with his injury, uh, USC looked good with Austin Jones playing against UCLA and Notre Dame. Tuli was a beast all season long, and USC needs more beasts on the defense side of the ball. So, because they were both such huge impact players, uh, Travis Dye with his leadership in the locker room, um, trans transcending that running that running back room and that the running game into something that the other team had to respect and look. It made USC a formidable offense. Um, you can't, it, it's hard to, um, qual to, to, to qualify and, and, and quantify what Travis brought to the team just from, from, a, leadership, from a leadership role. We, we know what he did on the field. Um, and then we know what Thule did on the field. And while he's not as vocal and as outspoken as Travis, 
Uh, he was this year. Um, man, you so players like Tuli don't come around very often on the defensive line. You know, the Leonard Williams type of players who you have to know where he's at every single snap. So with that, there's your question. Who would you bring back? I think I know the answer, but I'm curious to see uh, where everybody's going to go with this. So, all right, everyone, Locked on USC comes at you five days a week. I'll be back again next week, and we'll talk about Caleb Williams' Heisman Trophy win, you know, his Heisman Trophy, USC's eighth. We'll see uh, if Reggie's name was brought up or not, and whether I'm going to be criticizing that. Hopefully not. So until next week in Locked On USC, everyone, head on over to WeRLC.com. Check out some of the written content. Scott Trader's got you covered with recruiting. Eric McKinney, myself with the team. Chris Arledge with his musings. Greg Katz with his in, his humble opinion and his obvious, not so obvious. And then Kevin Bruce with his defensive, uh, defensive breakdowns. We got everything covered for you over there. Rich Rubin and myself also will be uh, checking in with the USC basketball. That's right. You will too. So until the next episode of Locked on USC, everyone, you know what to do.